Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and it's fantastic to have you back with us for another podcast video. And uh, it's not little old fat me on my own today. JB is with me. How are you, JB? Yeah, return back to the two of us. Hope everybody's good. I'm all good here, mate. Very nice, um, somewhat relaxing weekend for a change. You know, we've got Easter, Easter holidays over this weekend. So yeah, it's been quite enjoyable. Nice chilled out day with the family today back to it now though how are you doing yeah i'm good um i'm not gonna say my day's been chilled out i think i've now made and uploaded about 16 short videos for for the coming days uh on youtube so yeah for me it's just a, another working day whilst everybody's uh chilling enjoying easter um but you know you don't get to to where we got by having holidays uh, i can't remember the the last proper holiday i had um but yeah look um exciting times ahead i think uh, we're going to have more podcasts where it's more than just uh, me on here uh, nick's studio is uh, almost done just got to work on the acoustic side of things so you don't get a terrible echo like we had to experience in the the previous ama but um super excited about that side of things so then obviously uh, i'm going to be having another two studios built here uh, in the coming months as well so lots going on lots of exciting things and some upgrades in the discord jb as well yeah lot, lot, lots going on right now the the discord's going to take a, a nice turn very soon um obviously those that know so far that are up to the traders tier and things like that they've seen the groundwork going into where you know, we're targeting on it going, the, the development, the, the improvement. Now, this is obviously community-led as well. So when you're there, you understand what's what's happened, how this has all came about. So there's only one way to improve something that's already great, and that's the community. And the community's came up trumps here. You know, they've came up with some absolutely stellar suggestions. And, yeah, I think it would have been wrong for us not to implement them. And then, obviously, now we're seeing them there. Very early stages, like the first couple of days stages here. So you're not seeing the, the vast improvement just yet, but this obviously the next few weeks when um, you know when these really take over, it's, I think it's going to be a even more of a wonderful place. I'm looking forward to putting some of my own touches in there as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting stuff, right? There's a, an awful lot going on, lots of uh, changes and updates and improvements and. You know, one of the big things for us is engagement with the the community, seeing how we can make the service better and and that side of things. And uh, you know, we've recently added the airdrop section into uh, the member section um, for for all of the the members. And uh, you know, that's been very lucrative. If you've been participating in some of these airdrops, be it NFTs or you know, project uh, airdrops, uh, which there are a few. Uh, upcoming ones as well that look really tasty um you know there's people making a living off of it so yeah we've added that into the member section as well there's just so much going on in the discord there's over seven thousand people there now which is uh which is fantastic supporting one another navigate the space safely i actually took an hour out last night and i sat and watched general chat general chat's popping it's phenomenal obviously it's just there was a group of different folk in there talking about different ways that they would watch the market and the way things move, whether you agree or not, you know, it's about to you what is you you look at and what you believe when you're trading the market. But to see so many different thoughts, different takes, 
on the way folk are looking at the market, how they perceive it, what's happened, where it's going, etc. I think it's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I, I do as well. Sometimes I, I, I'm sat there and I, I, I do watch it and, you know, try to take it in, like, you know, what we've we've built over the last few years, um, you know, makes all the, you know, the sacrifices of, you know, not having a chilled out Easter weekend, for example, you know, worthwhile. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. Wanted to kind of just highlight some of those those updates. Obviously, we're going to have some changes to the podcast, which are going to make it more of an actual podcast rather than just a little old fat me sat here on my Todd talking about the news. So, um, yeah. Look, are we touching on that yet, or are we going to keep that as a surprise and just let it drop? I think we're going to leave that for now and then just let that stuff drop over yeah. time um, because I think there'll be a few iterations of, of, of implementation, if that makes sense. So yeah. uh, it won't all happen at once. So, yeah excited about it um it's you know the plan is that it's going to be super engaging far more engaging than just me sat in front of a camera uh spouting the the most recent and most important crypto news which i think is important don't get me wrong um but i think to have more discussion around it and more long long form content uh yeah. is going to be a brucey bonus for for the podcast channel so one thing i want to put on with that as well the reason I, I don't mind having up, having taken a little step back recently is the news when it comes out is so vitally important. I don't obviously think a lot of people do realise it, but we obviously do because we see the viewing numbers that the podcast channel is getting right now. Um, it's still there. It's actually more than it's ever been because the news articles that are coming out every day, they're obviously updated regularly by yourself. They are so important, so important as to what's going on. Um, but the development of obviously where this is going to lead to um yeah definitely be staying tuned for what's going to come here guys it's i'm looking forward to it. i think it's gonna be really good yeah i i am as well there's like some some pretenders out there and um you know they've they've got what they want to say um but yeah like uh we're gonna open some eyes uh make people realize where this uh where this game really sits and uh how good it can be and uh yeah looking forward to demonstrating that it's going to be immense but a host of things obviously we've got a whole host of changes coming so not only discord podcast channel everything just as we said you know this place <clears throat> it's special it really is special I, I'm, I can't be the biggest supporter of it I, obviously i'm employed by cheeky crypto now but obviously before i was a member i was a follower um just to see how far it's grown in such a short period of time. The changes that I know that are coming, I think, are mega. The, and again, just to reiterate this, obviously, a lot of it is community-driven. A lot of the ideas obviously came off the back of Chris, Nick, uh, and the team here at Cheeky, obviously, we sat and had sessions, you know, thrashing out the ways that we can make this the best place, because that's what we want. We want to make it the best, the most engaging, the, the place to be. And, you know, the community is a big part of that. Without the community, there is no need for this to be here. So, yeah, everything that the community have came back with, we've took on, we've spoke about, you know, we've just we've hashed it out and change is going to be great. I'm really, like, really looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's easy to rest on your laurels and just, you know, do the same as you've always done and get the the same results. And uh, that's not what we're about here at Cheeky Crypto. It's about engagement. It's about growing and developing what we've got. We've always... 
been honest and transparent about the fact that we kind of feel that the discord and the patreon membership and all that sort of stuff is really just in beta mode it's not finished it's not where we're where we want it to be um but some of the changes are are making it um very close to what we envisioned when we initially sort of started rolling rolling out and building it and um you know uh, i don't think we'll ever be where we want to be if that makes sense um but you know we're going to strive to constantly uh and continuously improve and adapt and uh, be agile so yeah look super excited about some of the stuff but more importantly should we get into some of the really juicy and tasty news articles that that have uh, reared their head this weekend yeah obviously just before we do jump into the news articles just quickly talk a quick market overview it's not been exciting it's the easter weekend we knew it was going to be flat major places are closed you know the stock exchanges the stock markets new york london the rest of it you know we know these places are closed friday monday bitcoin trading at twenty-seven thousand nine hundred. mega side this weekend we're seeing a lot of stochastic resetting um over this weekend which you know we can anticipate this happening we've got some big news this week coming most importantly being wednesday 7 p.m uk time specify it's uk time the FOMC minutes, obviously, I'm pretty sure we'll be hosting that down in Discord again. Um, jump in and check out what's going on with the minutes. We'll have a quick chat after it, you know, see what's see what's kind of getting spoke about after that, because I think this one may be just a little bit more interesting than the last. The last one, that popped. The the chat we had after that, you know, that absolutely popped. But this one, with everything that's getting spoke about right now, um, you guys know what's going on. The dollar's in a bad place. Money's changing oil's changing so this fomc minutes will be mega interesting so jump down into the discord on wednesday and uh, yeah we'll have a little chat about it after the minutes yeah um i really enjoy those sessions um they're really engaging and uh it's great to have the community sort of asking questions giving their thoughts and opinions whilst you know we're all sort of digesting the the outputs and um yeah thoroughly worth uh joining in and participating down in the discord for that um i think there, there's something else because you, you you touched on on you know the the changes around like uh the dollar in particular and oil and you know these macro sort of events that have been happening recently and uh it 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 makes me want to circle back to like um some of the the comments that we we see on some of the 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 videos and um you know uh some disagreements and people seeing the market differently and all of that stuff is is fine right like it, it's cool but um like i think people need to take a step back and just have a look at the bigger picture and not just be so focused on on the uh crypto narrative that's been spun right now i have kind of tried to educate people around narrative and um you know i i quite often say about when you hear something or you see something uh in written form like over and over again that can influence your narrative and other people's narratives and uh I feel that a lot of people and people may disagree with this and that's completely fine. Let me know in the comments below whether you agree or disagree. I think there's a lot of people that have got caught up in a, a false narrative that has um, been 
psychologically embedded in people that you know is the gospel truth and that is that you know this is a bull market now and um like there's a few influencers that are going against that that narrative in the crypto space but it's very few and i mentioned about some of these uh group influencer chats um and there's nothing dodgy going on in them but what I would say is like narratives can be spun from those. I mean, if you imagine, you know, some smaller YouTubers that really respect some of the bigger ones that are in that group, um, they, you know, they might see a big, big YouTuber who they really, you know, um, respect, say, a certain narrative. Um, and then they can mirror that and send that out because, you know, they really expect them and they believe that they know um, more about the market and they've got more connections and, um, you know, that they're more of an expert and so forth. And I can see this stuff happening. I'm not suggesting that it is happening, but I can see how it happens. And I really wanted to sort of articulate that to the audience, because, like, if you're not a crypto influencer invited to one of these influencer chat rooms, then you don't see it like I see it. And, you know, I think narrative is so important. You know, narrative can be fantastic, but it can also be detrimental if the information is wrong, inaccurate, um, misleading. So um, it's interesting sat here looking at some of the comments of, of, of the videos. And, you know, I think uh, there was a clown emoji on one of the videos in the Discord just before we come live. And, you know, that was from from a member and um i i just don't understand where that comes from um so maybe that member would like to dm me and and let me know and uh give me a little bit of understanding as to where that comes from but generally um it's fine to to disagree and not see the the market in in a, in a different way um but at the same time you know we saw this back in june you know, when we were, again, not aligned to to the narrative that was going around, we were, you know, sent, um, you know, seven magical indicators. You've heard me say this a lot uh, from, from other influencers, videos made um, telling us how wrong we were. And um, all I said was those were going to be invalidated. And that is very much what happened. And you saw that happen. So, you know, I, I do question people questioning the information that we're putting out because so far we've been right more than we've been wrong um you know over the you know the the length of time that we've been sort of in this bear market so yeah just uh wanted to kind of just put that out there and uh it would be great if people can comment you know down below help me understand you know if you disagree uh be constructive um that side of things is completely fine um but yeah, like I, I just want to understand more. I encourage you know, it. You know, I, yeah. I totally encourage it to happen because we can obviously sit here and be like, this is our narrative. This is the way we do see the way the market's going. But let us know why you see it going perhaps a different way or maybe the same way, but taking a total different path to get there. You know, whatever whatever the, the, the narrative is that you, you do have. We're not saying it's wrong. But obviously, it may not align to what we see. Nobody's 100% right in this space. Whatever we're saying, it may be wrong. We'll put our hands up if it's wrong. We will put our hands up and we will say we got it wrong. However, we encourage the, the other side to say, look, this is what I see going on. This is why I think we're in a bull run. This is why I think we're going to hear. You know, it's the point of the community is to have these conversations. Let us obviously 
converse. Let's talk about these things. What what I would say is I I challenge people um, that have a, a different view on the market to convince me that my narrative is wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we've solid facts because you know a lot of the stuff that I see in the comments and people you know outside of me also see it um there isn't really any constructive rationale as to to why uh we are wrong or the the narrative isn't right uh and you know uh, a strong argument so i i encourage that i think that would be really useful and uh, it helped me understand yeah you know, what people are, are saying and why they're saying it which on the side the comments so i think in time um, the, the comments that we're talking about here they'll they'll come to light within time so you'll understand about these things that we'll see we are kind of talking about here we just wait for the right time for us to you know maybe broadcast this a, a lot bit better so you have an understanding as to what it is that we are kind of talking about right here but the comments obviously we do see coming back on YouTube a lot of them don't get through the security wall due to obviously certain words that are being used but within time these will come to light and you know We'll take the rewards from that. Yeah, I mean, we did in June. I mean, some of the comments were very fun to go back to. But um, yeah, look, um, probability will say that eventually we'll be wrong about, you know, one of these macro moves. Um, you know, it's an inevitability. Um, but at the moment, you know, I am seeing a lot of people very, very bullish that have constantly been bullish all the way through since like May, June, uh, telling us the bottom was in um, maybe just maybe they're going to be right once. I've got one for you guys. The, the, the ones that feel that we're in a bull market. We are not in a bull market. Tell me why we're in a bull market. Tell me why I'm a perma bear. Let us know in the comments down below. You know, that's one for you. Tell me why we're in a bull market and, you know, we are just being perma bears. I'd yeah, like to know. Definitely. Explain. Explain away. Um, but let's get into some of these news articles and let's... Yeah. Let's start. Some interesting ones here. <laughs> hey, yeah, there is. Um, let's start with a positive one. Cool. Um, let's start with Layer Zero. So, Layer Zero is a project that I've recently been raving about. I think it's going to do really well. Um, it's very similar from a te technical standpoint uh as like cosmos or polka dot for example completely different technologies uh slightly different um but at the same time you know they're layer zero and nick and myself didn't create layer zeros just uh <laughs> saw one of the comments saying you made layer zero up um no we didn't um so basically yeah look a seamless con uh, connected blockchains is kind of what um the the narrative is with layer zero uh, it's all about cross-chain applications um and i think this is going to be a very very interesting one all around uh, interoperability very similar like i say to polka dot and, and cosmos in that sense um but i do think they're going to get a good share of the market share um i have kind of spoken quite highly about polka dot and i think that polka dot's going to do really well in the next bull cycle didn't perform as i expected it to 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 do so in in the previous one um but this project's coming out at what i think is probably the right time um particularly around gaming um and we can touch on that in a moment but um do you want to cover the the news aspect of things yeah well obviously just 
on the the money raised, so I think it was this this previous week just being there was 251 million raised for obviously new startup crypto um, fundraising. I think it was up from 227 million the week before. So their zero raised 120 million dollars in the Series B round. I think that was largest by far. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think they're around about three billion uh, in valuation thus far. They've yeah. got some mega companies investing in them, um, likes of Christie's, Sequoia Capital, OpenSea Ventures. So they've got big names behind them. Also, you know, it's I'm quite bullish on them. I think it's it's good. Obviously, we've seen you speak about them. Also, um, the Blockworks they obviously um, reported that Layer Zero are really eyeing up the gaming industry. Um, quite rightly so as well. I think mm-hmm. the gaming industry is going going to be really big going forward. Obviously, it's changing. So where the cross-chain messaging is becoming integral, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still getting away from the cold here, um, where cross-chain messaging is becoming integral in the distribution of digital assets players win while playing, we need to obviously start focusing how this is going to be controlled and layer zero, I think they're, you know, they're making a beeline straight for this um, sector, this massive gap I feel is still there. Um, I don't think there's been enough targeting, um, gaming, how you know, the rewards from playing, obviously you guys know what happened when you play a game, you get these rewards, how it's all controlled. Going forward, this needs to be on 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 the blockchain. You know, everything needs to be traced. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how good this is going to be. The money that's been raised, the backers are behind layer zero. Quite right to be bullish on them, I feel. Yeah, I I think the gaming, um, the beeline for gaming, I think is how you, you described it. Um, is a good one um and i'm going to use cornucopius as an example right because they talk about interoperability quite a bit they talk about multi-chain um layer zero are going to fit right into that narrative very nicely um the reason why i use cornucopius is just because the founders do an amazing job of being vocal and uh transparent with their i think it's weekly um videos that they do on youtube and uh they're very open about like cornucopius's approach and i'm not suggesting that cornucopius are going to do anything with layer zero but um i would imagine the the words that are spoken from from cornucopius are, are very much mirrored aligned with other gaming projects which is why i wanted to sort of mention that um the other aspect is ai um in, in gaming as well and uh you've got sophia dow uh or sophia verse um think they're kind of one of the same thing but they are going to be launching uh, i imagine pretty soon and again um ai gaming metaverse um interoperability all that sort of stuff i can see like a a group of projects that are very aligned uh in, in their approach and where they're heading and a lot of these gaming and metaverse uh you know projects are going to be going live in 2023 2024 so the timing just seems impeccable. Um, but again, I think it would be a slow grind. It's super early for many of these projects. And um, you have to give them time to, to you know, grow and flourish. For me, it would be the best thing as well if these um, companies all come together and really crack down on gaming. We know how, this may be wrong and this may be distasteful, but we know how poor, air quotes here, the, the Web3 gaming is right now sandbox um what's the other one we jumped in 
the central land. The central land. For me, I, I won't I won't spend my time playing. I tried. So we had a good bit of fun with Sandbox. Sandbox was obviously the best I think we've played so far in this kind of space. But there really needs to be a real, real improvement in Web3 gaming. Cornucopius, I think, are seriously going to lead the way. The the snapshots we've seen so far, the game looks absolutely phenomenal graphics-wise. The, even like obviously the, the vehicles and everything. The a certain cheeky race suit also looks absolutely spectacular. But yeah. The, the more of these companies that come together work to improve the Web3 gaming aspect, I think, better for the space. The gaming will be far better as a whole. Um, you know, the, the games need to, we said that before, the games need to get up to the likes of Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty level, FIFA, Madden, whatever it is you play. They need to be up to that kind of level to have enough engagement to keep the Web3 gaming sector pushing forward. And as far as I'm concerned, the best way to do that is either work together as a whole and you know produce the best games they can possibly produce or these uber mega companies need to come into this space the likes of ea 2k need to come into the space i don't see that happening just yet i think the ship is going to sail and these big mega companies that are developing games on obviously likes of xbox playstation they're going to be left behind to an extent and they'll be the ones that are late to come into the space and you're going to see the leaders here likes potentially their zero cornucopias are going to be leading the way and yeah it's going to yeah. be an interesting few few years coming ahead. Yeah, I I, I agree. And uh, you know, if I go right back in in time to like the main channel when we first set up the channel, Nick and myself said everything was going to be tokenized in the future, tokenized stocks. We've seen elements of that. Tokenized gold and metals. We've seen elements of that. Um, you know, property. We've even started seeing that now. You know, everything Nick and myself have said um, so far. Uh, when it comes to where we kind of see crypto heading is is heading that way right and um i'm gonna go with uh you know gaming ai um interoperability um and privacy as being you know future big narratives um for the next bull run um i would love to see findora do something with layer zero uh, cornucopius and uh various other projects um because i think you know there there is a need for that within gaming as well um from a use case being able to mask unmask like your your assets in game and um you know being interoperable across many different chains and stuff like that i i would just love to see um some collaboration around uh some of these projects uh that are positioning themselves in the same or similar sectors we've obviously spoke about this a few times before and this kind of opens up a massive bag here because on top of that you're going to need better storage you're going to need better security so then you start looking at like different protocols different projects you know what could be achieved here is unbelievable when you actually really start cracking down into everything that is required so yeah i think you're totally right here when the trigger is pulled these do become live the requirement for everything else is going to grow exponentially but you know it's just going to be phenomenal to see the growth that's going to happen off the back of it yeah i i agree i think um it's super exciting to be in the space now um and i'm still saying it's early because i obviously you could have been here earlier um but i think that you're still really early when you consider how small the total market cap is 
and compare it to other investment instruments, um, there's just so much growth. There's so much multiplying that needs to happen. Um, you know, if you're here and you know you're you're listening to to future narratives and um, you know sectors that that could do really well and could flourish. Um, if if you get one, possibly two or three of those correct in 5 10 15 20 25 years whatever your time horizon is um i think you're going to be in a very very good position um yeah. like very good and you've got to take your emotions out of it we talk about this a lot um being able to you know not not be too fast if your portfolio's down 10 20 30% um yeah i i just think if you can take away that emotion uh, and you can still see the the projects doing what they have articulated they're going to do you know they're um up to date with their roadmaps and on track and and so forth um and they're aligned to those and they're, they're making themselves accountable you know I, I i do you know sometimes say it's okay to make mistakes it's okay for project teams to make mistakes as long as they put their hands up and they they correct it um and it doesn't happen again uh as in showing learning from it um you know if they miss a, a deadline that's okay if they can explain why and uh you know how they plan to mitigate that that particular issue and, and so forth but yeah keeping an eye on the project teams and the project itself is very very important well this is just like i'll, I'll paint a picture for those that are listening here we're going to play golf right now bear with me here let me this is going to be a bit of an elaborate one we're going to I'm play golf, golf right now <laughs> Chris has just put the golf tee in the grass He's just put the golf on top of the tee And I'm sitting here with a golf club Ready to smash this out of the park For a beautiful transition Into companies and Whatever it is you want to call it here That need to be accountable for what's going on And let's talk about Sushi Swap Yeah, Absolute perfect segue here Sushi Swap uh, I'd like to say there's a bit of trouble here They have been exploited for $3.3 million dollars off of a contract um yeah not good but not good at all this needs to be broken down this really really needs to be cracked into to see what the hell has gone on i do believe it's on one contract alone that this has happened there's a lot obviously we can cover off here but i'd like to thank you for that segue you know you teed that right up for me chris beautiful um yeah look i think there's there's definitely uh reason to to be concerned i did a video probably about eight or nine months ago on how to keep yourself safe uh with metamask uh i've literally been pasting it uh all over our discord again today for everybody um because you will need uh to revoke um contracts uh on your metamask so yeah. uh, it's not straightforward to do necessarily um but i have a, a perfect video walkthrough guide of how to do it so that just makes it as simple as it can possibly be. So check that out if you've been using SushiSwap uh, at all. Um, it's really just the last four days or so, but better to be safe than sorry and just remove any contracts, uh, revoke them from your MetaMask or uh, said wallet that you've been integrating or utilizing uh, with Sushi SushiSwap, if I can get my words out. Um, I think this stuff... Um, from a security standpoint, um, I, I have I have made my feelings quite clear that 
there is no need for financial loss yeah um in the crypto space if the projects in the space partner with some of the cybersecurity projects in the crypto space like there's a lot to be said for the additional security there's a lot to be said for um mitigation um and forward thinking and there's also a lot to be said for the arrogance of some of the projects out there that are not utilizing the technology that is available like why are we not you know um working together in this space like why are we not using a, a protocol like lossless for example yep. um why are projects not doing that now i'm not suggesting sushi swap are or are not um but if people lose you know a portion of that 3.3 million uh and it's theirs um there's no need for that to happen and that frustrates the absolute hell out of me um so yeah so this one here for instance this this obviously this issue with sushi swap this was flagged up in the early hours in asia by peck shield so they flagged this up and it say they, they've obviously reported that it seems that sushi swap has a router processor to contract with an approve approvement related bug which obviously led to the loss of 3.3 million dollars so if peck shield flagged this up before sushi sushi obviously later confirmed it for me it shows that the security protocol in place there whatever it may be is not strong enough is not up to standard so to speak here that you know matchmaker chris needs to start doing some matchmaking here and two and two together and you know getting some good security in this space i do feel like a bit of a matchmaker recently <laughs> um but yeah look um there's no need for financial loss uh when it comes to, to to these protocols and these crypto projects from a you know from a like a liquidity poor dex um there's just no need for it so um, one thing that I do want to make quite clear is it is easier to write insecure code on Ethereum, just, you know, to be devil's advocate here, than it is some other protocols like Cardano. Um, but with that said, knowing that, you know, if I know that, and developers should bloody well know that, and, um, you know, they they should take the, the precautions. I think it's very arrogant to not partner up with some of these these projects. And if you're you know thinking about getting into to a project maybe it's an, an early uh startup or um an altcoin and you know i encourage everybody to to jump into to the discords the telegram groups for some of these projects and ask the questions you know what's your mitigation for for hacks you know what have you got in place uh, because if they had they, they can't answer that or they're not partnered up with anybody um this is a big learning for me, you know, through the the Harmony One hack, um, which was a huge hack. Um, again, didn't need to happen. Um, but what I did like to see um, was that the fact that they did partner with Lossless afterwards. So, um, look, I think it's okay to make mistakes. You know, so that's a giant mistake. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think it's okay to make mistakes. But like, if a project's made that mistake already inexcusable now for any other project to make that same mistake partner up like yeah look, i feel like a spokesman for for lossless right now but like you know there are other protocols out there um definitely worth uh if you're running a project 
um removing that arrogance of like you know being a a great coder and get some additional uh protection put in uh place so that people don't lose their uh hard-earned um capital like yeah i see an awful I see an awful lot of uh, focus on influencers and don't get me wrong. I put a lot of focus on influencers uh, and like, you know, being responsible in the space and, and so forth, because like the consequences can be severe. You know, you, you saw what happened with Luna and FTX and, you know, people, you know, um, you know, losing their life savings and, you know, considering doing some really silly things. And I won't get into that side of things for this, but you know, knowing that you you should take great responsibility in what you you say and and the actions that you you take, and like there's all this focus on influencers at the moment, particularly you know this one billion dollar uh, lawsuit against the likes of BitBoy and various other YouTubers, like that's that's cool, but like why are people not suing the regulators that you know? Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to keep the investors safe why why are they not being sued why are youtubers being sued um you know the other question is like you know these these projects that are not taking accountability and mitigating risk with solutions that are out there available um obtainable um like are these people being um you know uh treated in a in a similar way to to a similar standard that youtubers have been like i i I just i look at it right and and jb you can give me your thoughts and opinions on this but like i think youtubers right if we just take this lawsuit right uh the ftx one one billion dollars all these different influencers you know youtubers are being put up here right like they should have known they should have been more (laughs) responsible um this that the other right and and don't get me wrong some of the influencers on there how would they know like i don't like to defend some of these scummy people like because i'm not suggesting anybody on that particular list is a scummy person but like there's a lot of influencers out there that do scummy things like dump on the, the communities and stuff like that now i'm not really keen on defending those 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 sorts of, of individuals but like if you're going to put them up here what exchanges listed FTX, like FTT, yep. Luna, like the regulators that met with them were were basically the oversight. Like it looked like they were in bed together, to be quite frank. Yeah. Why are they not being treated the same as, you know, a YouTuber? I mean, like if we take Ben Armstrong, for example, and like I'm not going to be like horrible to towards the guy at all, but... Like he's hardly come from like this financial background of like traditional banking. You know, what about MM crypto? I mean, the guy was a taxi driver. How many McDonald influencers like, you know, they worked at McDonald's. Now they're crypto influencers and, and done very, very well for themselves. I, I might add like how Brian are these Jung, people? I was so sad to see Brian Jung's name in the list. I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, Ben saying that he never took any payment to, to promote ftx and ftt so maybe he's the same but irrespective of that like why are they why are the youtubers being held to such a high standard when the regulators aren't yeah the exchanges that listed the poxy token aren't the hedge funds that invested in it and lost 
you know, customers' funds. Your educated like, masses here in the space are the ones that have to be held accountable, not your yeah. YouTubers, not your I, content creators, whatever it is you want to call it right now, whatever, you know, we're categorized as nowadays. We shouldn't be the ones, obviously, like Brian Jung, Ben Armstrong, MM, this lot should not be the ones in the limelight for punishment here. It should be your regulators, your exchanges, the ones, the big ones in the space that have caused so many people to lose money because of everything that has transpired. The fact that the 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 target has been switched to the easy targets, to the, the easy ones to, to go after in the space, I think is wrong. I don't think that people are innocent here. They're definitely not, um, you know, paperwork that's going to come out and in the future is going to show why they're not. But your educated masses here are the ones that I think, you know, should be the focal point, the target for the investigation that is also going to come. Yeah, I, I, I just I just look at it and I just think, like, why are YouTubers being held to this higher standard like than than any any other expert, actual experts that have studied it, been to university, got degrees in the damn stuff, um, you know, accredited, you know, investors, you know, um, you know, people that can give advice, you know, financial advice. Um, why are these individuals not being treated at the same level as some of these uh, YouTubers? It's mind blowing to me. Um, and again, like if any of these individuals have uh, done wrong and they've taken payment and they didn't, um, you know, uh, highlight that they were taking payments for for the um, promotions and stuff like that, look, they deserve to be punished. Well, I um, think it's really stupid though. Why not? Like if obviously they this channel was ever to obviously have paid endorsement ever. I'm almost certain. Uh, in fact, I'll guarantee right now that it would be broadcast. You'd be very clear if that was ever to be in place. You know, I think it would be the very first thing that was spoken about if the product was ever mentioned. You know, by the way, this is obviously um, a paid, paid, paid content or whatever. But why would you not just say it? It's not going to affect you in any way. It's not going to change yeah. what exactly you're going to talk about. It's just about paraphrasing one line that obviously this is paid. It doesn't change anything. What well, I don't see why they would have to hide it. It just it, it does not make sense. It's very very bizarre. It, yeah, it it really is. And um, you know, my eyes were opened. I saw a number of influencers um, promoting a particular project, uh, and they never mentioned that it was paid endorsed. Now yeah. I know it's paid endorsed because that project, alongside many others, <laughs> have, have messaged me asking for paid promotion, which we don't do. So. You know, it's it's one of those. It's it's eye opening to see it. It's why we talk about it, and uh, it's not on. I don't understand why people just don't highlight it. We have a transparency report in our Discord. You can go and see in real time all of our like channel sponsors, any paid content that is done, which we don't do, so you won't see it there. Uh, and our affiliate links. We're very very clear about you know who we're affiliated with, and uh, where the money comes from. So you know, it's kind of uh, the best best practice and should be standard practice really uh in this space so yeah look be careful out there um but yeah i, I don't see why these individuals uh, are being held to, to a higher standard than than people that should be held to a higher standard yeah. for um, me if you're not a scummy person you you do a paid promotion for something that you believed in now, I know yeah. obviously there's scummy, there's scummy people in this space. That it's, it's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? There's folk that want to just make money. We're all here to make money. Do you know what I mean? But if you really believed in something and you had a moral high ground, let's say you had done a, a, a certain moral objective you wanted to stay to, stay true to, 
you wouldn't have a problem disclosing a paid promotion if you really believed in that project. Now, perhaps they really did believe in FTX and everything that was going on. Maybe at the time it was brought to them, everything seemed really good. So for me, it, as I said, it just baffles me why they would not disclose that it was paid. It's yeah, so bizarre. Yeah, look, I, I've got no issues with uh, paid promotions as long as they're articulated to the audience that that is what they are. Um, you know, like we choose not to do them because we we have like high standards here at Cheeky Crypto. Um, and I'm not suggesting that others don't have high standards. You know, you've got yeah, to do it's just the, it's just it's just the format that you've set yeah. out to, and you know exactly. And, and we've done paid promotions, but whenever we have in the past, you know, over over a year ago, um, you know, we highlighted every single one. We made it very clear, and uh, you know, everybody understood that that was a paid promotion. And I think it doesn't matter what paid promotions people do uh, from a YouTube standpoint, if they declare it and they tell you to go do your own research. Um, then the responsibility is on the viewer to go do that research, do that due diligence. And um, I know we bang on about it and we talk about it a lot, but like people need to take some accountability and uh, some ownership over, you know, what moves they they make in this space. If, you know, I buy or I sell, you know, you shouldn't just be standard copying me. Um, you know, that's just not what people should be doing. You know, uh, I'm in a very different position to, to many others. Um, you know, I, I just don't think it's the right thing to to be doing. And same with following others. I don't, I don't think you should be, you know, carbon copying anybody, uh, is my opinion. You should you know, go do your own research and and learn about stuff. You know, I think it's important to watch the videos and stuff that, that you know, people put out, YouTubers put out, because you stumble across new things that you would never have heard of. Uh, and you might find something absolutely wonderful and life-changing in amongst uh you know the the different videos and uh so you know i think that should be part of your research not all of your research yep. uh, but let us know let us know in the comments below what what are your thoughts and opinions um chris it's just like you're playing it in my hands today because you're just teeing me up for another segue <laughs> here about people who should be doing their own research and understand them you know what it is they're investing their money in so unfortunately another kind of negative one to report here but it's a definite negative one um an elderly couple here we're seeing say the the news article that came out here, an elderly couple from Toronto, Canada, lost around $300,000 in an elaborate scheme. So just to kind of make a long story short here, um, would you call them a group or just an influencer? You know, whatever it is you'd like to say, it, it's an unfamiliar person online approached this elderly couple, gave them a massive presentation that um, came across very professional and knowledgeable to them. Um, gained the trust of the family and it was a sum of up to three hundred thousand dollars the the elder this elder the couple parted with ways with as an investment scheme of investment fund and it seems that we lost it all i think obviously the canadian government i think it was the government or it's the police there i need to kind of obviously look a bit more into that um they're trying their hardest obviously to recover as much of the funds as possible but it just goes to show obviously it's fair to say they were an easier target. Obviously, it's an elderly couple who it might obviously be easy to say they know very little about the space. They've obviously just had the, probably a, a fantastic presentation given to them and said, obviously, this is obviously the money we want you to invest. This is what we can return, et cetera, et cetera. And they've basically been scammed. You know how scams work in this space. So it just shows you know, it is everywhere. And unfortunately... Yeah. The, the vulnerable ones are the easiest targets, and these are the ones that have just lost 300,000. 
in dollars. Horrible. It is horrible. And uh, these scams are really common. And uh, we've got people in our Discord community that have uh, lost money through very similar, if not identical, uh, scams. Scammers are very clever at what they do and how they do it. Um, you know, like how many people in the audience have uh, gone on to, to, to Twitter, for example, and, um, you know, thought that they were communicating with an influencer, but it isn't, it's a fake account and they're trying to do one of these scams. You know, they try to, you know, befriend you and they try to get you to part with your, your cash in, you know, uh, it could be a website, a trading website. They might offer to trade for you. Uh, if somebody's offering to trade your money, uh, nine times out of 10, that is a scam, um, particularly if they've contacted you completely out of the blue and so forth. Um, even if they are you know, potentially uh, impersonating somebody that you uh, know or um, you're familiar with, uh, again, it's another common way that they do it. They're very clever at what they do. Um, just don't fall for this sort of stuff. What I would say is, you know, if something seems too good to be true, yeah, but you're like planning on dipping your toe in anyway, like feel free to jump in the Discord and ask one of our experienced team members or or ourselves or one of the community and get like some opinions on it because I'd rather people ask and don't get scammed. Uh, you know, if I if I can just save one person from from one of these these nasty scams that makes me a happy chappy um the one in particular right when you say that it seems too good to be true it probably is it jumps out to me is when you go into like youtube or twitter and it's got the link to the youtube channel it's vitalik buterin and deposit one ethereum to receive back three ethereum as a special 24 hour promotion or whatever it is you know these things are scams don't dip your toe in there as far as i'm concerned you're just giving away your money yeah, exactly that. Um, but let's move on to something more po- positive. We're kind of look to wrap this up shortly. Uh, we've got Cardano's pioneering governance model, empowering the community and shaping the future of Cardano. So a uh, community-driven social media network for Cardano recently shared, um, you know, a, a really interesting tweet talking about this in, in great detail. And I will drop this uh, article into our Discord for you to read through at your leisure. But I am super excited about the the government, uh, the, the government, the governance uh, model for Cardano. I think there's potentially some earning opportunities there. We discuss this uh, in far more detail than we're going to in this podcast with Charles Hoskinson himself whilst we were talking about Midnight. So uh, actually it forms one of the short videos yeah. um, that I'm going to be putting out in the next uh, few days. Yeah, so we had a very, we were very lucky to to put it easily here. The the conference we went to in Edinburgh, when obviously you guys came up here, we heard a lot about the progress and, you know, everything Cardano. So obviously right now we're in the Shelley era and this next stage, obviously we're moving into Voltaire. The, the way Charles dived into this, in fact, I'm sure the live is still on this YouTube channel. Yeah, that you can is. go back and watch. It is quite long, but I seriously encourage anybody to go and watch it. Um, being there in person here, Charles actually talking about it. You know, I'm a fanboy of Charles. I love him. I think the guy's brilliant. He's one of the best in this space. Uh, he's got me on hooks. It's fine. But for Cardano moving forward into the Voltaire era, you know, I think really big things are, are on the horizon right now for Cardano. Um, very much looking forward to Voltaire. 
yeah i am i'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh what what comes of of the government uh, governance model and also side chains obviously midnight and uh, a few others that uh, are popping up like sort of uh, hypercycle and and so forth there is some really really cool stuff happening on the cardano ecosystem to name a few here though you know it's going to be self-sustaining system um there's going to be obviously be the voting in the treasury system You'll be able to stake uh, with voting rights influence uh, voting rights to influence the network's future development. Massive, absolutely massive for Cardano here. <clears throat> Excuse me, I do apologise. Um, obviously, once everything's in place, this the Voltaire era will enable network users, participants to present Cardano's improvement proposals. To, um, stakeholders can vote on everything. So, you know. <laughs> Cardano for me, Cardano's Ada for me is huge. I think it's one of the big powerhouses in the space, a sleeping giant, if you like. I think it's going to be one of the the special ones that, you know, flourish in this next bull run. So, again, I'll just move it back to everything that happened up in Edinburgh. But everything that Charles spoke about, um, it's going to come forward in the Voltaire era. Um, yeah, it's special, and I'm really, really looking forward. To it. I'm excited to see how well this is. This is all going to come into place. Yeah, same here. And uh, there's been some fud recently. I, I believe yeah. that uh, Charles had an interview with Coin Telegraph. May have got cut off, uh, according to what Charles has said on a recent uh, video that he's put out on YouTube um, around Cardano delays due to betting wrong on tech. Um, not really factually accurate um from from what charles has said and uh he's had a little pop at the media um recently because you know they're very um one-sided when it comes to to the projects that they're happy to to talk about quite positively and uh charles i feel rightly so uh highlighted the likes of how positive they talked about ftx ftt luna uh and so forth and uh, look where they are now um there's just so much going on and i don't i personally don't agree that um delays are because cardano chose the wrong type of of tech um their tech is in my opinion um and don't get me wrong like my opinion take it with a pinch of salt everyone's got one um but i have reviewed over 360 odd projects in the last you know year or so um so i am looking at technology of all these different uh protocols and for me cardano's um you know exceeds expectations compared to to many others in the space and um sometimes these things take a little bit longer to to, to develop and uh, i think there have been some mistakes made um, but I don't think it was uh, choosing uh, the wrong tech, for example. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, you know, it's easier to write insecure code on on Ethereum than it is Cardano. And that is mainly because of the programming language. So, um, yeah, look, Cardano is still developing. Ethereum is still developing. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of positives uh, said about Ethereum. But what I would say is... Uh, there's a lot of negatives that could also be said about Ethereum, uh, as many other projects as well. Um, you know, none of these projects are perfect. And I want to be really clear on that. Um, from my side of things, you know, as an investor, 
you know, I could I could pick holes in in many different protocols. I just don't see the value in doing that. Like, what's the point of me, you know, pointing holes out in like Ethereum and and, and what they're doing? Uh, I don't think it really benefits anybody. Uh, it will generate an argument as to why I'm invested in one over another. Uh, but outside of that, I don't I don't really see the the value, and a lot of this stuff is just nonsense. On a flip of it as well, though, you know, possible delays that have happened over the time of Cardano, I also see as a good thing. You know, it's not rushing a product to market when it's not ready. First and foremost, I think that's the fundamental pro behind Cardano is they're not willing to rush something just so it's on the market. You know, they'll wait till it's perfect. You know, if you've ever listened to Charles talk, perfection is key everything that Charles does so for me it's a good thing that there's been delays over the years everything Cardano related um I think there's lessons I've been learned in this space one obvious one to call out here is obviously Solano you've seen plenty of issues there over the over the last few years so for Cardano not to rush things to market I, I see is a good thing if it's not ready why put it out yeah I exactly want, I, I that. Want something that's not ready yeah, exactly, and uh, I think in the long term, uh, it will it will pay off uh, for Cardano. I I love the the peer reviewed aspect of things, and peer reviewed will take longer than just you know you know trying to fit a you know square block in a circle hole, right? You've just you've just done that again. You've just teed it up for me. Long term segue, bang. Long term holders for Ada. Let's talk about it. More than half of the Cardano holders have become long-term holders of Cardano's ADA. Does that um, not just scream bullish about the project that folk are willing to hold on to Cardano? I wonder why this is happening. Yeah, exactly. Look, um, the staking mechanism uh, aspect of Cardano is immense. You know, non-custodial, you know, move it in and out freely. Um you know, where can you do that elsewhere? Yeah. Like, then, obviously in the future as well, what else is going to happen here? You're yeah, going to earn. You're going to earn midnight. Like, yeah, there's there's lots of opportunities um, that I kind of feel are on the horizon for, for Cardano. So um, it's a bullish sign. And, uh, you know, that's the sort of data that you're, you're looking for. You're looking, are people holding? Are people moving away? What's the community size of, like, the, the socials? Are they increasing? Are they decreasing? Um, you know, what's the sentiment? And uh, I think it's all really positive. I'm expecting big things from Cardano. Um, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, I've mentioned how much I like what VeChain are doing as well. Um, I just think that there's just so many good projects right now um and new projects that are going to be lighting up the the space uh as well that are on the horizon i think there's uh there's a lot of real positive stuff going on um my my fears though are still present around the the macro environment uh, across the board um the regulation aspect of things uh and the banking the traditional banking sector so i i think you know we still need to be mindful of these, you know, outside uh, influences when it comes to, you know, what can affect the the market. But outside of that, these projects do look really, really juicy to me, even at these prices. And I expect them to to go on and and flourish and do very, very well. Yeah. So obviously, as of recording, Cardano either trading at what thirty eight point eight 
Ooh, excuse me, 38.8 cent. Now, this is going to hurt to hear. I do believe we're going to see much cheaper Cardano either in this bear market. The bear market, I do believe we're still in. But, you know, there's been videos put out. You can check out the videos here that Nick has put up that we see a big future for Cardano. Quite rightly so. We've obviously just had a quick brief talk about it here. When it moves forward with Voltaire, I think it's obviously going to do some wonderful, wonderful things. The Twitter following, I think, is at 1.3 million followers. So they have a huge community behind them, a huge following. Um, you know, come and talk smack about Cardano Edit. I'm happy of the conversation because I am very big on Cardano and I do look forward to seeing everything, everything going forward. Um, obviously, briefly spoke about it there. We spoke about it previously. The ability to earn midnight by simply holding and staking your Cardano when midnight comes to market, you know. Tell me, tell me, tell me something bad about Cardano that, you know, that's going to change the way I think about it because for me, it's just one of the powerhouse projects out there waiting to, waiting to explode. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they do go down that that route of uh, like airdropping to to holders. I mean, I don't know whether that side of things has been confirmed yet, but I I anticipate it'll be something along those lines. Um, yeah, look, I'm super excited. I think you know um, it's going to be a, a an interesting you know year or so uh, for Cardano and um, the crypto space. So uh, I guess we we look to to wrap things up now. Um, what are your closing thoughts, uh, JB? Yeah, I'm just happy to say I'm obviously back on here. appreciate you guys if you have stuck around to this point. I'm very nasally. I'm trying to get rid of this cold as quick as I can. So going forward, this duo, call it a duo for now, um, you know, this is going to be more regular. We've got the structure back in place. Everything is now, as far as I'm concerned, set going forward. We know behind the scenes what's happening happening here, so... Thank you guys for being patient with us. We're seeing the channel still growing as always. So thank you. Liking videos as you do, comment as you do. I love obviously seeing some of the comments coming back. More importantly, subscribing. Please do subscribe if you have not subscribed yet. Really do appreciate this channel growing. You know, it's, it gives us purpose to push it forward further. Closing statements. I've totally dragged that out. But yeah, if you guys are going to be trading, please do trade safe in this space. Have a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains. And I will see you in the next one. Yeah, and I think um, from from my side, uh, jump in the Discord. Um, I know I say it an awful lot, but you know we're trying to build something, and I think we have already built something that is very very special, and it's continuing to grow, and it's only going to get better. So um, yeah, look, I'd love to have more meaningful conversations with our community. So uh, why not jump into the Discord? and have those more meaningful conversations with with Nick, myself, and our team, and our fantastic community that we've built up. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is fantastic, and uh, I do encourage people to to do that. So, yeah, look, uh, thanks for, for watching. Uh, I mirror everything that JP's also said. Um, take care, and uh, I will catch you in the next one.